and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 247, Give Me an Understanding Heart. I think that all of these podcast episodes are important, but there are certain ones, in my opinion, that apply to everybody and it would do us all a world of good to pause and to apply the lesson of the week. Our weekly assignment feature for this week, I'm going ahead and telling you, is pray for an understanding heart and to know the difference between right and wrong. There is no one, no one, no one, no one, no matter who you are, where you're from, how you talk, how educated you are, that would not benefit from an extra dose of godly wisdom. And that's what we see today in our story about King Solomon. What I'm kind of getting tickled in And the reason I'm getting a little bit tickled is because I noticed that my voice sounded a bit different there. And it reminds me of one of my favorite podcast voice, voices, not one that I listen to anymore, but I just got tickled because I'm like, am I trying to sound like her? I haven't listened in a year or so to her podcast, but it was that same tonal quality. Isn't it amazing how things remind us, like take us back? And it can be a smell. It can be a song. I'm recording in early December of 2023, and there are Christmas carols everywhere, which I like Christmas carols. I like the more modern ones or modern renditions better than the original. I know that doesn't set well with some, but it just can take you back. It can send you to a different place. And it's just amazing to me how our brains work. And today we're talking about the brain and the understanding heart of King Solomon. If you've been following along for the last few weeks... We have seen King David in his last days, and then we have seen the kingdom be turned over to his son Solomon, his and Bathsheba's son, the one who lived because their first son did not, and you probably know that story. If not, just go back and and look or listen, go back into the scriptures and find it out. But Solomon did live, and David had promised that he would be the next king of Israel, And that was a fought battle. It shouldn't have had to be. But David's son Adonijah didn't like that idea. And he just decided to take the kingdom over before David was even deceased. And we've seen the challenges that Solomon has had so far in his early days of his reign. Where he's had to take care of Adonijah and his revolt and his deception. So he's already used wisdom. He's, he's definitely used wisdom in his early days before this encounter with the Lord. Last week we were talking about just how he handled some of the leftover 
issues from King David's reign. Some of the people who had been in the inner circle of David and how one he gave mercy to and another, I think appropriately so, made sure that that person was not going to be in leadership in his kingdom. He's already shown wisdom. We have to make wise choices each and every day. I mean, literally the choice to get up in the morning and go to work if you have a job outside the home or to work inside the home or to work as a parent raising children or a grandparent raising children. Like we all have wisdom calls all throughout the day. I'm going to read the first 15 verses of 1 Kings 3. And let's just talk about what Solomon asks for. This is one of those events that many of us would dream of if God gave us one thing to ask of him. If he did, if he, if he did that with you today, what would you ask him for? If the, quote, sky was the limit, and this is the God of the universe, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, what would you ask him for? That was what Solomon was confronted with. And he makes a wise choice, even in his choice of request. So I'm going to give you a heads up. It is storming outside here. And so if you start hearing some rumbling, it is not my stomach. It is God's thunder. And we'll just keep plugging through as long as we've got electricity. <laughs> so here we go. We've got 1 Kings 3, 1 through 15. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and married one of his daughters. But wasn't the wisest of choices. Like we start out the chapter with this. He's doing like his dad did. I mean, you don't see any evidence here that Solomon ran this choice by God. But from a king standpoint back in that day, that's how you kept your power and or got more power was you made alliances or gave allegiance to certain powerful entities, other nations, and you married their daughter, and that hooked you up with that particular kingdom. And that's how Solomon begins to rule over God's people, God's people being Israel. Well, we hope that it improves after that. But for those of us who've read the Bible and heard the stories of Solomon, we know that when it comes to women, he did not make wise choices. Here we go. He brought her to live in the city of David until he could finish building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around the city. At that time, the people of Israel sacrificed their offerings at local places of worship. For a temple honoring the name of the Lord had not yet been built. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 
1,000 burnt offerings. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, for I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom, so God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice, and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame no other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life and if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father david did i will give you a long life then solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream he returned to jerusalem and stood before the ark of the lord's covenant where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all the officials to the great banquet. Isn't that one of the most amazing stories in all of history? Not even just scripture. The fact that God would come to Solomon in a dream, that in itself is unique, and that God would offer Solomon one wish. I mean, again, I'm recording this around Christmas in 2023. And how many different movies and or TV shows have themes based around the whole idea of a wish? I mean, I do not know the names of them off the top of my head, but when I think about it how many times do you have people you have the overworked mom who doesn't feel like she's anybody's paying any attention and they wouldn't miss her if she was gone and she wishes that she had made a different decision and married a different guy or taken a different career and she has a dream and she's given that life that she thought was everything and it begins the the journey and it looks like everything is perfect and then she realizes all the blessings that she had. And she wants to go back more than anything else. You know, when we think about the wishes that we would speak out to God, I would hope that each of us would, would take that very seriously. And, and we would ask for something similar to Solomon. I know I would not ask for riches. That would not be what I would ask for. And I wouldn't ask for power. But 
except for power from God to accomplish his purposes. But the thing is, we live in the time of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, if you are a Christ follower, you have the power of the God of the universe inside you. What other power would you need in order to live this life? And so Solomon asked for wisdom. Asked for wisdom to govern God's people. To God, give me an understanding heart. And help me know right from wrong. If we look at it in the ESV, I read it from the NLT. But if we look at it in the ESV, it says, Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this your great people. Same thing. He wants wisdom. He wants wisdom in order to do this sacred job to the best of his ability. And next week, we're going to get into the most famous wisdom story from Solomon. Absolutely. There are people who have never read any of the Bible, and they have heard about this particular story of Solomon and his wisdom. But I'm going to ask you, when is the last time you asked God for wisdom? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit of the living God living inside of you, you don't need to wait for God to come to you in a dream. (laughs) So, I have mentioned this verse. I won't say more than any other verse on this podcast, but it's got to be close. It's got to be close. It's in James 1, verse 5. And James writes, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. You know, what does that sound like to you? Does that sound like a promise? God's word contains many, 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 many promises. And this promise is for you and for me. Then why don't we ask God for wisdom? Why don't we ask God for wisdom before we even put our feet on the carpet or on the floor when we're getting out of bed in the morning? Why is that not a part? When do you ask God for wisdom? I think for many of us, we would say that we don't ask him until we're in a situation where we don't think we have the answer. And then we reach out, oh God, please, please give me wisdom in this situation. But how would your life be different? How would your relationships be different? How would your work life, your church life, be different if you walked in the wisdom of the Lord, that you truly had an understanding heart and understood the difference between right and wrong in all of your interchanges, not just the ones such as who do I marry, 
Which house do I buy? Which car do I buy? Which job do I take? How about we ask God for wisdom in what we consider the little things, the things that we think we already have figured out anyway? How about we learn to walk in wisdom? God doesn't need to come to you in a dream. God's Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The keeper of all wisdom lives in you. How about we stop and take that in for just a moment and ask the Lord. Just as I said, the weekly assignment feature is pray for an understanding heart and to know the difference between right and wrong. How would our lives have been different to this point if we had lived each day obtaining and exercising wisdom? And how could your life change this very day? How could the rest of your days be lived out more to the glory and honor of the Lord? Dealing less with all the consequences that happen when you don't have godly wisdom. What a difference might it make. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week as we talk about Solomon and how he uses that wisdom that God granted to him. If you have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, having the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and having the power of the living God at your disposal for His purposes, please reach out to someone, someone that you know that has a faith relationship. You can reach out to me at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. You can click on the link down below in the show notes that says, I want to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Please make a wise decision and reach out and find out just what the Lord wants to do in and through you. Got more information down below. I've got uh, the verse that I just used out of the book of James. Have the information for our Facebook group, our Instagram, our Twitter. And down at the bottom, we have a QR code that will get you to all of the episodes that are contained on my Podbean site. So this podcast is still free for you to listen to and free for you to share with others. I challenge you. Who could benefit from this particular podcast? And today's episode about wisdom. I don't think, I know there's none of us that don't have at least one person in our life who could use a lesson on wisdom and a reminder to reach out to the Lord and ask Him for wisdom. And just as James said, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. We know the passage that says, asking you shall receive. Well, this is one of those. Ask God for wisdom, but also have the courage to act in the wisdom that he gives you. 
That may be the tougher part for some of us. But God knows. God knows what he is trying to accomplish in this world and what he has chosen you for. How about you walk today and the rest of the days of your life in the wisdom of the Lord? And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.